gentlemen, to another thrilling edition of You Wouldn't Get It. Connor McPartland alongside younger brother and co-host Aiden McPartland. Say hi to people, Aiden. Hello, hello, hello. We are recording this on a Thursday, three days before the 92nd Academy Awards. It is a snow day. Snow day. We Just wanted to throw school. that out there. Uh First snow day of the year, February fifth. Yeah. I think when that's last a record. Year, it was like February. We had a whole week. No, January. We had a whole yeah. week off. The first snow day I think we got last year was in December. That's usually the case. Yeah. You get one. Um. So I I highly doubt that they just like threw out a pity snow day. I, I feel think like they, they did. No, I don't think that you ever do that though. I would. No, I know you would. That's why you would make a horrible superintendent. I would make a great superintendent. I don't know what you are talking about. All right. Um, like we said, we were recording this three days before the 92nd Academy Awards, and so we are going to give you our predictions in the six major categories. That is the four acting categories, director, and picture. We will not go into all 24 categories because, like we've said before, we are not skill we are not knowledgeable in, in all the categories. We can give guesses and makeup and hairstyling and stuff like that, but we don't. No, we haven't seen any of the documentary shorts or anything like that. So um, before, though, I just wanted to talk about kind of the the show itself, because last year, uh, 91st Academy Awards, 30 million people tuned in. It was um, an increase of 1.5 million viewers from the previous year, which was the lowest viewed Oscars of all time. Which is Um, strange because that might have been like one of the best. At least for the decade. The the, the Shape of Water yeah. year? Um, yeah, it's interesting because it was a four-hour show, mm-hmm. and that did um, hurt it. I think one of the reasons why last year's was so viewed was because, I don't know about you, but I thought that it was going to be a horrible show. Me too. Just because of the whole Kevin Hart controversy, everything we had talked about last year leading up to the show. And also, you had um, three of the Best Picture nominees, I think, made over... 300 million at least mm-hmm. at the u.s box office and you had the narrative of black panther going into it yeah. this incredibly diverse superhero film um which it, it didn't help just because of the superhero factor but yeah. because it's a predominantly african-american cast in it um and so this year i just i wanted to see if you think that the ratings are going to go up again or if you think they're going to go down they're going hostless again this year well, how long is their show? How long are they aiming for this year? So that's a good question. Um, we don't know. What we do know is that the producer of the show, who's actually a producer on a, she was a producer on the Stars Born, I can't remember her name now. Um, when they announced that the show was going hostless, it was during her winter press tour of the Oscars, and she talked about how she wants to. It's not going to be a traditional Oscars. Now we don't know what that means. I interpreted it as they are anticipating that there could be a ratings decline, and so they're going to try to do everything to get that coveted eighteen to forty-nine demographic that's so important now, but they've never really been able no, to get before. It, it really came out of nowhere on how like much they need ratings because they were never really are were a ratings show. Well, well that's true, but like in years past, twenty, thirty years ago. It was the number one viewed event every year. It was the Super Bowl, and then it was the Oscars. But, so um, unless you got something special in there, and now that's not the case, even though ratings for everything is just going down because the way yeah. we consume television is just different. And so I thought that they were going to come out and promote these kind of gimmicks to get the audience, to get this younger audience. For instance, last year, they were going to have the cast of Avengers Endgame present the first award of the night and kick off the show, and that didn't happen. This year, they've done it in a way 
they announced that Billie Eilish, who just won four Grammys, five. will be five Grammys. Excuse me, I forgot about that yeah. packaging one. That's a big one. Um, she will be performing. She will be doing a special performance at the show, along with Janelle Monae, who will be doing a separate performance. Um, so that seemed to be the the one ratings yeah. gimmick that they want. Although they're not promoting that, it's not no, like they're putting they're, that in they, with their they're not like promos going around. Like I never saw that in their ads. When you told me about that, I was like, "Why?" Yeah. So because we already are getting um, Chrissy Metz, Randy Newman, Elton John, Adina Menzel, and Cynthia Revo. They, they are going to Beyonce. Be, they could have gotten Beyonce, but they didn't. They will be performing the nominated songs, and Janelle Monae and Billie Eilish will be doing special. Presentations. Which will just make the award show longer. Right? It will, but we don't know if, like, one of them could be doing a song for the in memoriam section. We oh, don't yeah. know. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Janelle Monae does. I'd be surprised if Billie Eilish does it. But, um, and they always, two of the last three Oscars, they've always kicked it off with a musical performance. Last year was Adam Lambert and Queen, and Queen wasn't even nominated that year. No. So so it's a possibility. I don't think that they're going to kick it off with Billie Eilish singing Bad Guy, but they could kick it off I think so. with her. I wouldn't be surprised. Really? I, I would be, be very surprised. surprised. And you got to catch that uh, 19 to 49 demographic like immediately or well, else you'll lose them. Well, I would argue that when you when Queen opened last year, that might have lost them because it's just so it's fine to do that at the Grammys. It just feels kind of out of touch when you do it at the Oscars mm -hmm. and you do all these cuts. Especially like, with people who aren't even nominated for anything. Yeah, yeah, that's like right. With Justin Timberlake, at least he was nominated. Right? And they already got out one song within the first 10 minutes. Yeah. So, but, so do you think the ratings are going to go up or down? I'm assuming, I don't know, because the thing is, is that, like, I, I can just see it going down. I don't <laughs> really see a reason why they would go up. Yeah, um, I I feel the same way. I don't think if they go down, I don't. I think that they might just lose the one point five million they gained last year. Um, I don't see anything like uh, treacherous, like the Emmys lost four million viewers this year. I yeah. don't see anything like that happening. It seems like the Oscars are the only people who are like obsessed with ratings. You know what I mean? Like they're only the only people who like really care about it. Well, yeah, I think that. The Emmys are certainly going to be that way this year because 7 million people tuned into the Emmys this year, which is like 8 million less than young Sheldon gets weekly. <laughs> so they're going to definitely be concerned with it. But we have seen in the past like the best popular film as a way yeah. to get more more viewership. And some people argue that Black Panther was a way to get more viewership, giving it as many nominations as it did. I certainly think Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. may have been a away so we've seen it before i but think I don't, I don't see any like with like last year i don't see any reason why someone would tune into a three-hour show mm -hmm. just to see if like their favorite film will get one award that's true and we and you know obviously there has been a lot of the nominees this year have done very well at the box office mm -hmm. obviously joker is the biggest one it was one of the highest gross it made over 500 million in the u.s box office little women just crossed over 100 million 1917 Parasite they're doing they they gained from the award season mm -hmm. um they're doing great at the box office Ford v Ferrari did great too but there is a lot more controversy going into this award show you can say with the nominees only one person of color getting an acting yeah. nomination no female directors getting in and that's kind of one of the appeals like I said of last year because of how much Black Panther was getting and even in years previous you know, one of the 
going to the 2010 Oscars, for instance, and it was really James Cameron for Avatar or Catherine Bigelow for The Hurt Locker for Best Director. Yeah. And that was a big, because they, you know, they're divorced, they used to be together, and Catherine Bigelow could become the first woman to get Best Director. And I think that that was a really big reason why people tuned into that show. Yeah. And it paid off in the end, obviously, because yeah. she won. And you just don't have that this year. You have seven of the nine Best Picture nominees being stories centered around, like, white males. Like, it's, yeah. it's the truth. Like, even Marriage Story, you can... You know, people argue that Adam Driver is in that movie longer than Scarlett Johansson is. So I, I, I do think that that will affect it. Yeah, there's like barely any diversity in this whole yeah. ceremony. But what what the Academy does in response to that, if it does, I, do, I don't, I see, while they haven't officially declared Best Popular Film dead, I think it is in it's, its deathbed. Like, well... No, they they said that they're trying to work out the kinks, but I don't see it happening. And we saw everything that happened last year when they tried to change, and it's just tradition. People love tradition, and also and, the things that they were changing were like not good. The well, yeah, like the things that they wanted to do. Um, and and it's you brought up the show time. I don't know. I I hope three hours is their mark because you and know, I said that three hours is perfect for the Oscars because. It, it is the culmination of award season. Yeah, it's so the it should, ending yeah. of everything. So it should be long. It's the end game of award season. It's true. Um, and like end game, it yeah. should probably round up to three hours. It should Four hours is just too long. Going yeah. to midnight is just too long. But three hours seems good. Yeah. Like if you make it two hours, then it, feel, like it, it shouldn't rushed. be the same length as the SAG Awards. It shouldn't be shorter than the Globes if the Globes is like the first pit stop in this long race to the Oscars. Yeah, I do agree with that. It is the ending of award season, so it should be like over two and a half hours, but over three hours is yeah. pushing it. And I don't know about you, but I loved last year's ceremony and just the way it was not particularly, like not specifically everything that won, but just the way that they did it. Yeah. I thought I thought the everything was just really, really good. And I look back at that being really pleased on how the whole no host thing went and everything they like still that. still had a short monologue with, with like Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, yeah. and Maya Rudolph, but they, but it was like a five minute bit. Yeah. That was it. So, so we'll see, I mean, what they, what they do to try and, and get viewers if it's anything besides Billie Eilish. Um, and let's talk about some of the narratives now, before we get into our predictions, some of the narratives that can come out of it, because um, obviously, the the last four years, I think we can say the best picture winner has been a surprise. Yeah, going back to twenty sixteen, Spotlight won over The Revenant was the favorite, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Moonlight won over La La Land, which was, I mean, La La Land did win for a good fifteen seconds, yeah. but that was a huge upset. Um, Shape of Water over three billboards, and then last year Green Book over Roma, which was the heavy favorite yeah. that both you and I predicted. So when when Green Book won, you know, you and I were not pleased about no, it as, not at all. <laughs> as a lot of the people on the internet were because it is a movie that feels like it was made in the time that it takes place. It's in. a very by the books movie. Yeah. So 1917 is the heavy favorite going into this because it swept the PGA Awards, it won big at the Golden Globes and it won big at the BAFTAs. Um so I, I think it's the heavy favorite going into it. And let's say that it pulls up your favorite, Lord of the Rings, of the Rings yeah. and wins everything it's nominated for and 
doesn't and it's a movie that does, isn't nominated for any acting awards let's say that that happens is that what's the narrative that comes out of that then i don't know i can't really answer that <laughs> because like it is it is a favorite of hollywood mm-hmm. like it's this world war one epic and somebody and it's said, a technical achievement somebody said something the other day too about why the, the academy or the old academy that we saw um especially last year still as a, a hold on the show as a whole um, why they would love this movie so much is because whenever Sam Mendes goes up to accept an award, he always says that this is a movie movie yeah. and that you need to see this movie in a theater. And we know from from the past two years that the Academy loves seeing movies in theaters and mm-hmm. movies that were made to be seen in theaters with 1917 and Ford v. Ferrari getting these yeah. Best Picture wins perfect examples of that so do you think 1917 winning would be like the most upset the internet would get out of like all of these movies or the most upset no. anybody would get Wh- no, which one do you think like i think it's like in every top 10 list of the year from what i've seen and also it's i think i not many people like don't like it you know yeah i never i don't think i've came across like a bad review of it it's certainly just like what it, the argument you can make is that we see this movie win like every time it's nominated for. So what do you think is the one movie that would make the Academy look bad if they awarded it Best Picture? Ooh. Could you give up the nominees? So the nominees, 1917, Ford v. Ferrari, um, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasites. See, the thing is, is that with if Joker were to win... That would have, like, half of the internet being like, awesome. Mm-hmm. It deserves it. And then the other half being like, why would they nominate a movie as just, like, inspiring mass shootings? Yes. That would be a part of it. And then there's also a lot of, like, huge film fans mm-hmm. who don't like that movie. Yeah. For for a variety of reasons. I think you're right, just because of how divisive that movie is. I also think that if Little Women wins... It won't be good for them either because they didn't even give Greta Gerwig yeah. a nomination. It will make them look like, oh, we didn't nominate her, but we'll give the movie Best Picture. I think it proves that if it wins Best Picture, they did not nominate her because she was a woman. Oh, absolutely. I think that that's the only explanation if it wins. Now, even if she wins for adapted screenplay and the movie wins for Best Picture, I still think it's it, it proves that the only reason why that they didn't give her a direct nomination was because she was a woman. That would certain that that would be the only reason. Yeah. But if Ford v Ferrari wins, I would just be really confused. I would be confused as well. And I'm confused on why it got a Best Picture nomination. Yeah. Not necessarily that it's a bad movie, but just that it did, didn't get nominated for like anything else. It only got like three other nominations, yeah. and they were all the technical stuff. And it's. I mean, people on the internet call it a dad movie, which is ironic because yeah. I don't think our dad would no, actually would like not. the movie. He no, does, certainly does not want to watch it. So that's interesting. But I I think it would be Joker just because of how divisive it is. Even Jojo Rabbit's controversy has kind of gone down since yeah. it came out. Like, I, don't, I just don't see that winning. No, and it's so, and it's so interesting because what was the one movie going into this that you, that like two months ago we thought was going to win this? Oh, man, I forgot. The Irishman. The Irishman. And the Irishman has a chance to go 0 for 10. That would Which just is crazy to think about. Because, yeah, like you said, two months ago, we were like, oh, this is going to win literally every award possible. I thought Joe Pesci was going to get the Golden Globe. Yeah. And 
Scorsese was going to get director. He's going to get picture. And then it just faded away. It just faded away. And it's hard to tell if it's because it's Netflix. Because it's a Netflix. I think... I, I think, think I, because it's a Netflix movie, it's certainly going to like be one of the reasons that it's not going to get a whole bunch. For the Academy, though, but I thought the Globes were kind of above that in a sense because it is a it is a night where they nominate where they do television and film, and while Netflix just didn't get anything at all that night, um, it does seem like the Hollywood Foreign Press liked it, is a little more lenient on the idea of awarding best movie to a Netflix movie yeah. than the Academy is. Um, but like I said, that's that's just crazy to think about. Because if we were ranking them, Irishman would probably be in the middle for me if we were ranking, like, all the Best Picture nominees. Of, like, worst to best? Yeah, of, like, worst yeah. to best. I would say, yeah, around the middle. Yeah. So so let's get into Best Picture then. I think it's going to be 1917. I think it's I think w- you and I can agree that it's either 1917, Parasite, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Those are the three front runners. And I think it's going to be 1917 because if Parasite wins, it will become the first foreign language film ever to win Best Picture. But after last year mm-hmm. with Roma, which should have won Best Picture, I I just don't I and and even this year with everything that happened with me thinking that there could be like two female directors and none of them got nominated. I just like, I, I still, I don't want to get disappointed by the Academy again. Like I know I'm going to be. So that's why I think 1917, even though the riskier choice or, or the more um, progressive choice would be giving it to Mm -hmm. Parasite. So I do agree with you that it's the, the, at this point it's either between 1917, once upon a time and Parasite. I think one of the reasons why Roma didn't win last year is because they still weren't sure where they were with Netflix movies. I yeah, that like is that really point, what they, killed it. I don't think they had settled like the little debate that they have in their own Academy thing, where it's like, do we nominate Netflix movies at all? Yeah, like is is a movie that's not released in theaters an actual movie? Yeah. So I feel like that certainly made it, like, helped it a little not to win. Yeah. And I do agree with you that 1917, I would not be surprised if it won. But just based off of like what happened the last couple years, because it's been an upset five mm-hmm. years in a row. That's true. That's why we brought up the upsets. I'm going Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Because the one thing that um, Hollywood loves more than war movies is movies about Hollywood. That's true. And that's what Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is, a love letter to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Hollywood is a character. In its golden age. It, Hollywood is the main character. And yeah. all the people who are in the Academy right now are like, I remember that Hollywood. And I feel like one of the reasons that I got, like, what, a 10-minute standing ovation? Yeah, something like that at, at like, Yeah, is because, like, all of the people there were like, I remember that. That was, like, a, the golden age of Hollywood. Yeah. So I feel like that's why it's going to win. The only and, and also, like, Parasite I would certainly be the better choice. Yeah. Because, it's very pro- because it would, you know, progress. And if it doesn't win, it's the... You know, the Academy is going to get a lot of backlash for that. But I truly, after last year, don't see it winning. Well, I, I don't know if they would get backlash so much as if these two years, if you're not going to award foreign language film best picture in these two years where we've gotten two of what people call the best movies of the decade, then when is it going to happen? Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because they love Hollywood. And the only reason, and I would have agreed with you two weeks ago about that, but it just seems like it's kind of lost steam 
towards I I thought Green Book lost steam and it didn't. That's true. Well, and Green Book was wrapped in controversy and we thought that that was going to affect it and it didn't in the end. So I guess that's true too. And 1917 is the front runner and we've seen the front runner not win the past mm-hmm. four years. So I, I, I'm going to go 1917. I could, though. Of course, I could 100% see 1917 winning. Any of those I'm three. not counting that out. But I'm just saying Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because... Yeah, they love Hollywood, and um, we're so Parasite would be great. That yeah. would be amazing. And we're not going to be angry if Ford v Ferrari wins. We're just going to pinch very, ourselves yeah. a lot and think that we're in some weird dream. I won't be angry. I will be so confused. I will. That I wouldn't be able to work at school the next. Day. Yeah, yeah. Which we might not be able to if the show goes over three hours. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's go to best director. Nominees, Bong Joon-ho, Parasite, Sam Mendes, 1917, Todd Phillips, Joker, Martin Scorsese, The Irishman, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, I'm i going to say it is Sam Mendes for 1917. Um, and I don't want to say, like, originally I didn't want him to win because I didn't want another director to win who uses the long shot mm-hmm. because then it just seems like anytime you use the long shot, you're going to win. And, but I, I don't know. I, I, I think that I've just, I, I've, it's grown on me, the idea of him winning. And like I said, his, the speeches that he gives, I think really propel him within the academy. So yeah, I'm also going to go Sam Mendes. I, at this point, I just don't see Bong Joon-ho winning. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, and I want him to win, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either. Even though, yeah, I just... I, I but I could, like, in some strange reality, see Tarantino getting it. Because, like, another reason why I think it's going to win Best Picture is that this is his potential second-to-last movie. And yes. they're not going to, like, award him everything with his last movie. You know what I mean? I would argue against that. Like, if they know for if we know for a fact that in the tenth movie is going to do is the last movie, I could see him getting everything for it. Yeah. So he's never won director, by the way. He's never he's won never best. won director. He's won two original screenplay awards, and I he's gonna win his other one. Oh, okay. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. So, and the only reason why Scorsese would win it. Would be because he's Scorsese. That's the only reason he got a nomination, yeah. right? Is because he's Scorsese. But Todd Phillips, I don't know how. No, I don't see a world unless, like we said, Joker like goes on a a yeah. huge leap. But it'd be very weird to see the guy who directed Old School and The Hangover win an Oscar. Yeah, but it's not really like strange. it wouldn't be like a. Oh my gosh, this is so cool! Like, like Melissa McCarthy, mm-hmm. if she had won for "Can You Ever Forgive Me," like the girl who's in *Bridesmaids and Spy* winning, this one would be weird because it's like out of those three movies that you just listed, *Joker*, *Old School*, and *The Hangover*. Joker's probably third for me, so yeah. so that's why it would be he weird. He certainly is better at directing comedy. Well, here's the thing: if with that, he's like. I feel like he's certainly more focused on the writing aspect yeah. than directing. This is certainly him focusing more on directing than yeah. anything else. Well, and it's so hard to compare a comedy and drama, obviously. But out of those three movies, I don't know if I'm ever going to rewatch Joker again. I think again. I would. Like, I might watch it, but it's a really hard movie to watch at times mm-hmm. just because it's really depressing. So that that would be my... I would definitely watch The Hangover in old school over watching that movie well, again. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm also going Sam Mendes. Okay, so you and I both say Sam Mendes. Um, but I do agree with you that if you're just going to award it every time when someone does a long take, 
it's just going to be like not exciting. Which, which too is not, I, I don't think it's a huge sample size at this point. Um, if we see it a third time, then, then we have a problem yeah. going, but I, um, let's move on to supporting actor mm-hmm. nominees: Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood; Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes; Joe Pesci, The Irishman; Al Pacino, The Irishman; Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Here's the thing: you and I have said before that these four acting categories seem like locks. So, what we're gonna do is you can pick one category of the four acting categories that you think we'll call it the Olivia Coleman award the olivia coleman situation okay yeah or something like that the olivia coleman paradox yes okay. that's cooler Ooh, paradox yeah um because olivia coleman won last year over glenn close and nobody saw it coming at all so you can pick one category and then the person that you okay. think would do that i don't see it happening in this category and i don't think it should happen in this category it shouldn't. no the only i feel like front runners obviously brad pitt mm-hmm. second place is probably joe pesci right and I just don't see him winning it because he's not going to be there. I actually think that's why he's third and they would put Tom Hanks second because uh, they, at least they know for a fact Tom Hanks is going to be there. It's never cool when you when like the person isn't there at mm-hmm. the Oscars to yeah. not accept their award. Um, and two out of the five people aren't going to be there because Anthony Hopkins isn't going to be there and Joe Pesci isn't going to be there. Yeah, because I feel like Anthony Hopkins is like, why did, what? I got nominated? Well, yeah, and he's just, like, he's Anthony Hopkins at this point, yeah. and, like, he's just, and some people honestly don't care about the award shows, especially when he's already won once before for Silence of the Lambs, and so he's like, I got Yeah, I already I got, got one. I'm yeah. good. But Brad Pitt deserves this 100%. I feel like that's, if it if the ratings do go up, that'll be, like, one of the things that would help yes. it. Because oh Brad Pitt's, so far, his two speeches that he's given at the Golden Globes and SAG Awards have been really good speeches. And let's not forget that they're going to start off with supporting actor. They're, That's going to be the first award that they present. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if they don't award him, like, an actor that everyone in the world loves, yeah, and that might, it's just a stupid decision. Well, it's going to be upsetting for us, but it will also, I think, help with the ratings, because last year Regina King won. Mm-hmm. She was the first person to win for If Beale Street Could Talk, and obviously, seeing an African-American woman up on that stage just intensified the people who were there to watch a diverse show and a changing culture within Hollywood. And and also, Brad Pitt was amazing. He was so once good at Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It was one of the greatest performances, I think, of of not of all time but certainly of the decade yeah, probably it was so good it was so good so i i don't see and I, I can't choose anybody over him because i really want him to win yeah. so he's deserving um supporting actress uh the nominees kathy bates richard jewell mm-hmm. um laura dern marriage story scarlett johansson jojo rabbit florence Pugh, little women and margot robbie bombshell so obviously the front runner here um, is Laura Dern. Um, Kathy Bates is not nominated in my mind. Jennifer Lopez is yeah. for Hustlers. She should have been. Why? Why wasn't she nominated? Because they don't think that she's a real actress. They don't. They think that she's the superstar. A lot of people think that because voting ended on the day of the Super Bowl. So a lot of people thought that if she had gotten nominated, the Super Bowl performance would have helped her in the voting process. But I think it would have hurt her because mm-hmm. it just would have shown the Academy that she's the superstar, not an actual actor. 
And here's the thing, too. And I feel like Hustlers is like a movie that they didn't even see. No, well, yeah, because it's just like it's the, the mo- stripper movie yeah. when it's, but it's so not. much more than yeah, that. It yeah, more. it's not like actual. There's maybe like five minutes of actual stripping in that movie. So, yeah. um, but he, the interesting thing about Laura Dern is that that the the one thing that helps her stand out in that movie above Alan Alda and Ray Liotta and Mary Weaver and and Julia Haggerty and everything is that she does have that monologue, mm-hmm. that incredible, great minute and a half monologue in it um do, do i want to use my olivia coleman card here i don't know if i do because how about this we'll go through all we'll go through all the categories and then at the end we'll okay so that you kind of have an idea in your head okay you're picking laura dern though yeah for now okay i'm picking laura dern too um lead actor the nominees antonio banderas pain and glory adam driver marriage story um, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, Jonathan Price, The Two Popes. Who am I leaving out? Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is the front runner. Yes. I don't. I, I could maybe see someone else take it. That's the like thing. Joker is a very di- diverse movie. Controversial with controversial. it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Like a lot of people think that. Heath Ledger is the only one who could win for Joker. Like he win once, one person wins for that role, and that's it. But I, I don't know. I don't because the well, the one person that we would say for this would be Adam Driver. Yeah. I think. Um, but let's go to actress, and then we'll <laughs> figure it out. So, uh, actress, the nominees: uh, Charlize Theron, Bombshell, Renee Zellweger, Judy. Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story, Cynthia Evero, Harriet. Who's the fifth one? I'm, I don't remember. You're supposed to remember these, okay, Aiden. You already said Charlize Theron. Oh, Sir Sharon and Little Women. Oh, uh, yeah. So Renee Zellweger is the front runner here. I think, yeah, I'm going to save my Olivia Coleman card. I'm going to use it for actor. I, I, I'm i going to give it to Adam Driver, upsetting uh I'm not predicting it, but I'm saying if it were to happen, I think it would be an actor. It would be Adam Driver over Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. We just like completely glossed over actors. Well, okay, because so, it is like a lock. I'm not saying that because it is a lock, 100 percent for Nizel Weger. I think, yeah, I think so because it's we we've seen this performance win before, and it's Judy Garland who um, is a Hollywood favorite. I could maybe see Scarlett Johansson if it were to be anyone it would be scarlett johansson um but i i just think adam driver has yeah, the I'm better also chance use of doing it. coleman card on, on actor ad- on actor on actor and for i would say adam driver okay because i was originally thinking oh maybe antonio banderas could get it and for pain like, and glory yeah. i thought that too actually i thought yeah. that for for a hot second i thought Maybe that would be be the case. And then I started thinking about it, and then I was like, well, maybe they just nominated him just to nominate him. Because they've gotten this category, they've been bad with this category for like the past mm-hmm. four years. Rami Malek, Gary Oldman, Casey Affleck, DiCaprio for The Revenant, which is a movie that everyone says that he only got as like a career yeah. recognition, um, which would be the another reason why Laura Dern would probably win, because it's just like, it's time to give Laura Dern an Oscar because she's been in, she was in two movies this year. Big Little Lies is not a movie, okay? I hate when people say that she's been in three movies this year and they say Big Little Lies. It is a TV show. 
it would be a seven hour movie if it were put together. It's a TV show. So, okay. So those are, those are our predictions, right? Yes. Yes. We both said Renee Zellweger for actress, by the way. I feel like yeah, we glossed over Judy that. Garland. Yeah, they absolutely adore her. All right. So we will, uh, we will do a uh, post Oscars podcast unless we know for a fact that we're having a snow day on Monday. We won't do it that night, but we will do it the next day. Um, And we will um, also be doing the second episode of A Thousand Essential Movies, give or take. We are doing Moonrise Kingdom. So we will probably record that on um, Sunday, put it up Monday or Tuesday, because it takes me forever to edit. It took me forever to edit Marriage Story. So... um, be sure to listen to all those and our um, our personal Academy Award nominations um, is uploaded right now. So if you haven't listened to that yet, listen to that right after this. Yeah, listen to it. Listen to it. All right. See ya. Bye.